Hey everybody and welcome to episode 71 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So everybody, welcome to episode 71 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Had some crack interviews recently, um, especially one on, on Kim Trails, and then with Tom last week. Got a lot of people asking about the flower of life and talking about the whole uh, the whole hemp um, plant infusion, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, got lots more guests coming on in our interview today. It's a great one. Um, just quickly, guys, I've actually got well a couple of spaces, um, maybe even one actually, just now open. If you're looking to uh, work with myself on a chronic health issue that's been um, driving you crazy you've had for a long period of time uh, and you're really looking to get over it whether it be a skin issue a gut issue thyroid issue adrenal problems chronic fatigue um, diabetes skin issue whatever it may be if you're looking for help then um, you can send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or you can head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and fill out the contact form there if you press contact you just go down and fill out the message form i'll be back to you otherwise if you're um looking to get some information on a chronic health issue then at www.reviveyourself.co we have got our free four-day mini course that people are loving and it's been going for about a year now and we've got people just loving it um lots of messages saying how much they've uh, learned from it which is great so if, if that sounds like something you want then you're heading over there anyway today's guest is dr uh, Dawson Church he um, well he's got he's the author of uh, Genie in Your Genes and it's all about emotional freedom technique which is something that people have been using for a long period of time just to release the negative emotions feelings around well he's using it a lot for PSD especially with people in the armed forces who's getting great results with them uh, and the medical literature tells you that PSD can't be solved well Dawson's been getting great results with that he's done it with lots of people different health conditions and other people around money etc and it's all about tapping and certain points in your body that allows you to release uh, emotional um well emotions you can actually uh, see them i think it's www.eftuniverse.com and we go into it so without further ado here he is here's dr church and i'll see you on the other side so guys welcome to episode 71 of the revive yourself podcast today's guest is dr dawson church how are you going today sir Doing very well, thank you so much. No worries. Um, as I said just before offline, we actually had this uh, interview booked for last week and I unfortunately got the timing wrong for an hour, so my apologies. It was great to be able to get you back on so quickly after that. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. No, perfect. So today we're going to be talking all about um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, for those of you that don't know what EFT stands for. Um, Dawson's been... Uh, you okay for me to call you Dawson? Yeah, by all means. Perfect. <laughs> Just so some people like to be called doctor. I know that these things works. But um, uh, so you've been involved in energy medicine for the last forty-five years, and I, I said about fifteen, twenty years with with EFT. Um, I know you've got a, a, a great book out there talking um, called "Genie in Your Genes," uh, all about how to use this and um, how to use tapping to overcome 
different emotional problems. Um, you actually, I mean, first of all, listen, how did you how did you get into energy medicine, medicine? How did you get into EFT? Well, when I was 15 years old, I was involved with a spiritual community. I went to go live in a spiritual community when I was, when I was a teenager, and we used a technique there called attunement. And it looks a lot like Reiki or Jore. You lay your hands over a person's body about maybe an inch or two away from them. And then you just you visualize and, and imagine channeling energy. And so I learned that technique when I was 15 years old. And I, I saw really remarkable shifts happening in people when that, that happened. We saw wound healing happening quickly. We saw headaches going away. We saw various kinds of chronic diseases being being improved by it. So I got had a sense very early that energy affected matter. And uh, I trained also in uh, meditation then, although I have to say I was right. I was, I was a, I've always been a terrible meditator. I, I can't still my mind. I remember, I remember going to the session with a guru and he said, meditation is so simple. All you do is still your mind. I was thinking, still my mind? <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. I think most people will struggle with that. That's the hardest thing to do, right? It is. It is. How do you still your mind? It's just, it was impossible for me. So I was always a failed meditator and I, I always knew though that energy had a big role to play. And then I was involved in pub the publishing world, the book publishing world for many years and eventually realized that energy medicine had such a powerful contribution to make to the whole world of healing. And I, I wondered why there was so little energy medicine in conventional medical settings. So I began to organize teams of volunteers to study it and do really rigorous scientific research like randomized controlled trials uh, using energy medicine techniques. So I picked EFT or emotional freedom techniques to focus on for the first few years because there are now probably I'm trying to make an accurate guess here, but there are probably somewhere around 30 million people plus using EFT, and there were just so many people using EFT even 15, 20 years ago that I wanted to, to leverage that big base of users. So when we would do research, we also had people who would actually use the technique. So many techniques are great, and there may be research behind them, but there are so few, few users that it doesn't gain traction. So I wanted to really see energy medicine techniques in primary care in, in the NHS, in England, in, uh, in, in, in the US, in hospital systems, in the Veterans Administration, and I knew we needed research to do that. So I helped, began to help organize research teams to actually do serious clinical research on EFT. And so that's that's been a big part of my life for, for the last while. And then I eventually got into uh, not just how EFT affects us psychologically and improves symptoms of anxiety and depression and PTSD, but also I'm really intrigued by the way it affects the body. And as we do research now using MRIs and EEGs and and gene chips and hormone assessments, we're seeing massive shifts in the way people people's physiological function works. So that's kind of the the latest uh, the latest focus of research is how it is producing huge shifts inside your body. Mm. Now, I mean, it's something that the medical industry has sort of, or say the Western's way of thinking has sort of denied it for a long piece of time, like, or things that they couldn't really see or, or but energy medicine and I mean for example things like qigong and tai chi have been used by Taoists for thousands of years and they're very prominent in, in what I use with my clients in terms of getting them to heal and you can feel the chi you can feel the chi you can feel the energy this life force on you and 
even using EFT, um, I put your videos in, or one of your videos, I think it's a morning one, uh, the morning about having abundance and, and getting rid of all negative. In fact, I'd like you, well, maybe like at the end, maybe you could do a little little five minutes or something, just, just to get people to understand how to go through it. Um, just because it's, I think it's a very, very powerful thing, especially taking away the limitations and getting people just open to abundance as well as getting back. I mean, you're talking over there about using it in the NHS, I mean, this is something I think will be phenomenal for a lot of people. Um, did you hit any walls when you're trying to get it into any of these medical, um, what, medical people or certainly getting the doctors into it? Was it, was it? was it challenging? Initially, it was very challenging. And when we were trying to, for example, present EFT to the Veterans Administration, which in the U.S. is responsible for the care of over 15 million veterans and their families, we were completely blocked. And the then head of the VA uh, was was very resistant to energy, any energy therapies coming into the VA. And um, <clears throat> we even had members of Congress, the US government, writing to this man who was the head of the VA and advocating, and they said, you know, we'll, I'll, Dawson will fly out there to Washington, D.C., free of charge to, to the VA, we'll do a presentation, we'll bring some doctors and psychiatrists into your office, we'll show you how this works, we'll present the evidence, and we got absolutely nowhere, even despite all of the, that advocacy for these methods. And so it's taken a long time to change. And one of the papers I wrote back along the way was a paper, a very important paper on innovation in medicine, innovation in healthcare. And we looked at various government reports, we found that on average, <clears throat> on average, it takes 17 years for a provenly effective therapy to get from the lab to the patient. So 17 years, so that's called the translational gap. And that's the good news. The bad news is only two out of 10 therapies ever make it. The other eight out of 10 therapies never make it and are lost to patients. So essentially, you go to hospital that's and amazing. you're getting... 20% of 17-year-old technology. Uh, that's, that's, that, that's, that's how this works. And you know, I, what I say in some of my lectures is that with our tablets and smartphones and laptops and, and cars, we demand the latest technology and manufacturers compete to bring it to us. In medicine, for, what, for some reason, when it comes to our health, our well-being, our bodies, we're content to be getting 20% of 17-year-old care. It makes no sense, but that is the state of, of, of the way the world is, and uh, medicine is just a very resistant uh, system when it comes to innovation. So, uh, so yeah, it is making its way to primary care very, very, <laughs> very slowly. That's, that's good for me, because uh, I use it in holistic entities. I mean, I think I first heard of uh, EFT in your work um, through Donna Gates about seven or eight years ago. You know Donna? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, um, I didn't know if she was, I didn't know how well we knew each other, but um, yeah, and uh, loved it. Uh, very simple. This, can you explain to people how it works? We didn't know why it worked for a long time. We knew that it worked, and so the, all the early research was showing its effect on symptoms like anxiety and depression and phobias and flashbacks and nightmares, other parts of PTSD. So we knew that it worked, but it took us a long time to figure out how it worked. So we could see people's symptoms. For example, there's a funny video on my website with a, uh, a reporter for Channel 5 television, and she has a fear of spiders. And then in just a few minutes of tapping, she gets over a fear of spiders, it goes away, really? and then 
they test by having her have a big hairy tarantula crawling all over her hand, and she's saying, "Oh, what a what a cute animal!" And it feels so those oh long God. hairs feel so 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 tickly, and she's just like looking at this tarantula on her hand. And this is a woman who was terrified of spiders. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really impressive. Like, it's, um, it's so so how so so I mean how how do people? Think, you've actually got. Um, a really interesting story uh, about a, a lady called Sally in, in your book, um, which I won't mind you to share. Um, you can go for it now or we can do it later on, but it's just interesting how this works in the body and how it does release these fears, these tensions, and these specific points. Because obviously in um, obviously the Chinese medicine, they have um, all the different... Um, Chakras in, in the body, different energy, and when that and when that's when the when the, when the energy meridians are, are out of out of focus, or if the energy is not moving through the body properly, these can cause pain, these can cause issues. Is it similar to that? Yeah, and uh, Chinese medicine works with the concept of, of flow in the body, energies mm-hmm. in the body, and they organize those in fourteen meridians, and so they believe when a meridian is blocked. But energy isn't flowing, that disease results. And so Chinese medicine is all about releasing the body's natural energy flows. And we do that, of course, with acupuncture and similar techniques. We put a needle into an acupuncture point and that releases the flow. And then EFT does it with acupressure, where you put pressure on a point, you either do touch and breathe, which is pressing on a point and taking a deep breath, or you tap on that point and that releases the flow. And so that's the oriental way of explaining things. I use usually a Western frame when I'm explaining this to people. So I, for example, have done a lot of research now using uh, hormone assays, looking at people's levels of cortisol and adrenaline and other stress hormones, and also looking at immunity and what their immune factors are in their in their bloodstream and in on their skin in their saliva and they're also looking at brain waves so now we're using western explanatory models like brain activity like the nervous system balance like hormones like neurotransmitters and those are i think much a much more effective way to reach a western audience than the energy models so the energy model is true it, it really is there we do really have energy flows we have energy fields i've just written a best-selling book it's, it's only been out for a few weeks but it's already been hitting all the bestsellers it's, it's number one on amazon in neuroscience it's been there for most of the last month the number one best-selling book in, in neuroscience it's called it's called mind to matter it's all about the energy of our bodies and about how energy affects our bodies and our cells. So energy definitely affects matter, but it's also great to study the matter that is being affected and seeing how it is affecting our nervous systems and our hormones. So we can approach this whole look at healing either from the standpoint of energy or from the standpoint of matter, and we see these shifts happening in both dimensions. Someone has a big shift in consciousness, they have a big shift in terms of their mental functioning, and it shows up in their EEG, it shows up in a lowering of stress hormones like cortisol, it shows in a, in a rise of immune factors. So all of these things are happening simultaneously, and you can't really separate the energy part of us from the matter part of us. We're beings of energy and matter, and you can approach healing from either dimension. No, it's, yeah, I've got about a million things I want to say to you there, because you've just touched on so many good things that it's like, people are, I always try to explain to people, we are we are energy in a, even this table it's energy if you look to it it's not actually it's not actually st- I mean atoms are moving all the time and, and we're in we're, we're in the physical well obviously we're in the physical world but 
I mean, there's so many different frequencies going on. We can only see a certain amount of frequencies, we can only hear a certain amount of frequencies. There's nothing going on. This is why energy is everywhere, and it's why it's so important. And I always say to people, the physical affects the mental and emotional, the mental and emotional affects the physical. It's why if someone, someone can, you know, someone who gets cancer and it can cause disease in your body because that stress has impacted you so much, you know. Or even if someone gets gets hit in a certain way, your body can go through that um, physical uh, stress can put you out of alignment. It can affect your atlas and all these things. And when it comes to, to healing, it's extremely important, as you say, to get that flow and to get that, to get that right. So, I mean, how is the best way to explain someone, probably through demonstration, right? we're not going to be on on um, on uh, video here, Dawson. Uh, in fact, I can probably put, I'll, I'll put a link to one of your one of your videos when we go through it. But what Thank would, you. what would, what would we, what would we, um, what would be something that, for example, I mentioned you before. We're talking about stress and P and PST here, but someone, or maybe someone with gut issues, or just—I mean, I don't know. What what would be a good little? If we did a three-minute explanation or whatever you want to do, what would be a good way to explain it to people? I'll give you an example that was published in the Observer uh, a few years back, and there were two young girls who were identical twins. And at the time of the story, they were six years old, and they lived in Kent with their parents, and their names were Olivia and Isabella. And I tell this story in my book, The Genie in Your Genes. So The Genie in Your Genes, I, I describe the, the family, the story of these, these twins. And again, identical twins are born with identical genes, the same genome. But at the age of two, Olivia developed childhood leukemia, and Isabella did not. Now, how do you explain that? That's a medical mystery. How do people with exactly the same genome, what, how does one get a highly inherited genetic disease and the other not? They are eating the same food. They have the same parenting. They were born at the same time. They have this, exactly the same genetic function. And so the environment is there. Nurturing is identical. How does one get leukemia and the other not. And doctors were completely baffled by this phenomenon. And eventually, when they eliminated all other possibilities, they were able to find that it was due to stress. Olivia had had a tonsillectomy at the age of six months when she had an infected throat. And they, they believed, they came to the conclusion that the only significant life event that was different in the lives of these two twins was that the one had had the tonsillectomy and it had been a stressful time for her and it had triggered her cancer. Now, since then, since that, that study, researchers have been finding huge number of links between stress and cancer. In one study I talk about in Genie in Your Genes, the researchers literally found receptor sites on the surface of cancer cells for adrenaline. So adrenaline was literally, literally docking with these receptors on the surface of cancer cells and feeding the cancer. So we now know that high levels of adrenaline, high levels of cortisol, high levels of stress deplete the body and foster a cell environment in which cancer occurs. And it's not just cancer. Virtually every disease has a component of stress. Even highly inherited diseases like childhood leukemia have a component of stress. So I've worked with people, for example, I worked with one, my, one of my very, very first times ever doing EFT in a big group. I was doing a book signing and a man wanted to work with me and he hobbled in on two crutches. He had his leg at a cost. He'd had been in a car crash 
about two weeks before, and his level of pain was an eight out of 10. And I, I was thinking to myself, I don't want to work with this guy because he'd been in a car crash, he broke his leg, it's a very recent fracture. I don't want to really focus on something that's so clearly physical. I want to work with people on emotional stuff like anxiety and depression. So I, I resisted working on him. But this guy kept like balancing on his crutch and raising his hand and wanting to work with me. So eventually I like very reluctantly brought him up to the front of the room and tapped with him on his pain and his emotions. And it turned out that he had a ton of emotion around the car crash. He was angry at the other driver who'd hit him. He was angry at the car manufacturer. He was angry at the ambulance that for arriving late. He was angry at the doctor. He was worried that his his bone may not set. He was angry that he had an 8 out of 10 pain level. He was mad at his wife because he hadn't wanted to drive that night, and his wife had insisted on them going to this event he didn't want to go to. Now, again, that is an archetypal pattern. She's make me do something I don't want to do, and of course, that was not the first time in his life he'd been made to do something he didn't want to do. So that then is a childhood pattern. And we're then tapping and doing, especially the nine gamut procedure, part of EFT, the eye movements, because we're finding as we do research using EEGs that the nine gamut is the single most effective part of EEG for traumatic memories. It, it, it makes the EEG signature normalize more effectively than the tapping. So powerful technique. So what is it? Sorry, can you explain what that is? Yeah, if you read the EFT manual or go online and download my free EFT mini manual, the nine gamut procedure is a way of using eye movements. And there, there are nine things you do while you tap a point called the gamut point on the back of your hand over here. So you tap on the gamut point, you do nine things, mostly to do with moving your eyes in different directions. And that reduce, results in a rapid reduction of, of emotional triggering. If you watch someone's EEG, so we've had people hooked up now, many people hooked up to EEGs, and we look at their EEG signature, look at their brain function as they tap, and it, it helps a bit to tap, but for people dealing with a traumatic memory, when they do the nine gamut, it's almost miraculous the way their brain function normalizes. So we have this guy do, do, the, do the nine gamut, and Ryan, his triggering level, his pain level, his, his score on that zero to 10 scale dropped from an eight out of 10 for his fracture pain in his leg to a two out of 10. So eight, uh, uh, six of those eight points were emotional. Only two were physical. And that's the degree to which all of these experiences that we, we think are purely physical symptoms are in fact strongly tied to our emotions. Yeah, I'm wondering maybe you can we do something around my ear later. Well, I've got a perforated eardrum. Maybe you can help me with that. <laughs> well, uh, what I found over and over and over again is that virtually nothing is um, off limits to EFT. Like, for example, I worked with one guy who had had a stroke and had 80% hearing loss in his right ear. So he, came, he, he and I worked with him at Esalen Institute, which is this big teaching institution on the coast in California, perched on the cliffs, beautiful place on the cliffs overlooking the ocean. And so we're working on this uh, on, the, on this issue of him having 80% hearing loss, and he had a stroke, and his doctors had tested his hearing, and, and he verified 80% hearing loss in his right ear. And uh, so I just tapped with him on issues to do with his children. He was he had anxiety about his children, anxiety about his job, anxiety that he wouldn't heal fully after the stroke, all kinds of fears. And <clears throat> once we'd done this long session on all his anxieties, I then said to him, well, tell me again about that 
80% hearing loss in, in your ear. And he said, well, I've been tested and my doctors tested me. I have a medical diagnosis. So we tapped on, even though I have a medical diagnosis. <laughs> mm. I love to set myself, my body, just the way it is. And then we tapped on really, really fun things like, my doctor told me that, and obviously he is much more of an expert on my body than I am. Now, that, of course, opens up the possibility that you are much more of an expert than your mm. doctor is, and the possibility of your healing. So, so eventually, after tapping on all that stuff, I said to him, tell me again about the hearing loss in your right ear. And his eyes popped wide open, and he said, I can hear the waves breaking on the shore below us. I've been coming to this retreat center for 34 years, and I have never been able to hear the waves breaking on the shore below, and I can now. Amazing ability to heal. So our bodies, I mean, people, people astound me by their ability to heal. I don't even believe they can heal, heal because they have to overcome such big obstacles, and they do. Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, I think uh, I've – uh, this is the thing we always talk about. Um, it's so hard for me to say that. What you said there as well, uh, it's him being a, a more of an expert in his body than a doctor, right? You're the only person who lives there, so you know your body inside out. Um, but people love to give their responsibility, love to give their power away because, first of all, it takes responsibility of them. Or oh, it's not me, I, I can get a pill and fix it rather than doing the work, which these things obviously they take time and you've got to sit down every morning or you've got to do these things it does take time it takes personal responsibility talking there also about cancer stress yeah the body summates stress it doesn't matter if it's physical mental emotional chemical it summates it and, and that comes and that's a big part of any disease um, I think you heard you say in one of your interviews before um, optimists uh, live 8 years longer than pessimists right so yes yeah so what, what a finding. Optimists live eight years longer than pessimists. And so that's eight more years of going skiing, going playing, swimming in the ocean, playing with your grandchildren or great-grandchildren, having fun, enjoying your retirement. Eight, you get eight years more of that. And the only, the only thing you have to give up in order to do that, Ryan, is give up your negative thinking. Exactly. I better say. <laughs> what do you want more? Your negative thinking or eight more years of productive life when you're – Right, 100%. I think people just get so used to, I mean, the world, isn't it? It's easier to be that pessimistic or I'm a real. that's the best one. I'm not a pessimist, I'm a realist. No. <laughs> True, right? Be wildly unrealistic. Like, mm. when, when even bad things happen, I, I say, I just make up some story about them. My, my wife, when I would, we, we, some, something, something happened, we had a, we had a flat tire or something we made up some just absurd story about how good a thing this good, good this thing was so we just make up stuff and we'd rather believe we'd rather make up the story and give it a positive frame and you can give a positive frame for anything i'll give you a really uh, really uh, powerful example you can, look at, you can look at it as an adventure right as an adventure, as a chance, as a chance to, um, I, I, I used to have this old van, and my mechanic, the van would break down all the time, and my mechanic would always have to fix it. And he got frustrated by how often the van broke down, and eventually, after two or three years of this, he said, "Dawson, the van keeps breaking down. How can you be so optimistic about that van?" And I said, "It's just a struggle. It's a test of wills. Uh, whether I will be." dragged down by anything and i'm never going to lose that that struggle of wills i'm going to keep on having a positive story about it so uh, eventually actually the van burned up in a fire and i got an insurance settlement for it and bought a, a nice new van so <laughs> yeah. 
happy, happy ending. I mean, I, I 100% believe that. It's the way you look at things. It's two, two very, I think, people might have heard these before, probably have, like, I think it was Henry Ford, uh, maybe he said, I think it was him who said, the man who thinks he can or thinks he can't, they're both right. And there's also, if, if you, um, um, what is it, if you change the way you look at things, uh, or if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Um, because, you know, it's, you can come at it from one way or come at it from another way, it's completely different. That completely changes your energy and your outlook on life. Uh, rather than, it's, it's very, very, people get very, very stressed. Um, I mean, this is something we, 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 we're talking about, we talk about a lot. Uh, it's just, we're so conditioned in this modern world, I think, just to be either distracted and to not take responsibility for our, our, our own health and all these things. And it's very easy to be like, oh, the, the world is an unfair place, right? But the way you live and the way you are in it is huge. And you can only you can only influence yourself. And if you do the best you can and take the best thoughts through that, it's going to be it's a huge it's, it's going to be huge for you and it's going to be huge for your for your for your own health. Didn't, didn't you? Didn't you have also have a story around? Wasn't didn't EFT really change your life uh, and didn't it changed your business and what you can, you can achieve and didn't it change your mantra and your thinking? It did, but what changed my life earlier than that, about a year earlier than that, was I made a commitment to meditation, and I I learned to meditate, of course, when I was fifteen years old, and I had never really been a a good meditator. Then around 2000, around, around, uh, yeah, I was going through a period in my life when I had two young children, I was overwhelmed, I was a single dad, I had two businesses, one doing well, one doing really badly, and I made it meditating once a day. I said, you know, whatever, the, the kids have to wake up at 7.30, but I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. and meditate, and I just made that commitment to doing it, and that's when everything began to shift. A year later, I discovered EFT tapped away a lot of my anxiety and stress. And then even things like low-level anxiety, I, I found I'd, I'd always had low-level anxiety, and now I don't. So it, it's remarkable how then when I did that, my money situation shifted, my relationship situation shifted, my sense of overwhelm disappeared. All kinds of good things happened in different dimensions of my life when I was tapping on my stress and meditating to set up a good baseline every morning. And that, those are the two things I recommend everybody do. You can do a lot of other things beyond those two things, but make sure you meditate every morning and make sure you tap when during the day you get shifted off that peaceful baseline and into stress. Didn't you also have uh, another significant other in your life that was causing quite a lot of stress at the time? Yes, and um, my first wife is a, a wonderful person, but she would tend to see the negative in me and in the world. And after being with her for many years, I began to see the negative in me much more than saw the positive in me. And so that really, really affected me as well. I, I, I wound up getting divorced, and when I, when I finished that, I, I had very low self-esteem. I thought I, I, I had nothing to offer because I'd been with somebody for so many years. Who, uh, who the way she talked to me, I felt as though I had nothing to offer. So, mm. so she reinforced my internal self-talk, and and I was amazed then to go out and give my first speech and and write write a book and found that people loved what I had to offer. So I think many of us are modifying our gifts, modifying our potential, are not being our greatest selves because we want to not offend people, not trigger our wife or our parents or our teachers or our our peer group or our supervisor at work or our teammates, whatever it is. 
and we're playing small. And my, my, my real feeling is that as you meditate, as you tap away your stress, tap away your past, the past influences of your conditioning, and then also in my new book, Mind to Matter, I talk about the, the importance of then hooking up with what I call non-local mind. So shifting from being a small local mind obsessed about your own worries and problems to being part of non-local mind. What happens then is miraculous. One guy in one workshop I was at, we had him hooked up to EEGs. It was a four-day meditation workshop with Joe Dispenza, and this man had a brain tumor. And he'd been, he hadn't been treated for it. The doctors were watching it and assessing what to do. It was hard to operate on. And so in that meditation workshop, four-day meditation workshop, he had this extraordinary metaphysical experience where during meditation he saw four huge 15-foot-high blue energy beings, and one of them reached into his skull and he felt as though all the tissue in his brain was being reorganized. We also saw massive amounts of electrical activity in his brain at the time. And so Joe said to him after the workshop, said, well, why don't you, on your way home, rather than flying straight home, fly to this cancer clinic where you're being treated and have them do another MRI. So he flew there first, and after that 40 meditation workshop, got a second MRI, no brain tumor. And so these remarkable shifts are possible at the level of matter as we shift our mind and our energy. So in Mind to Matter, I have many stories like that man, Jose, who had this big shift. And when mind changes, matter follows. 100%. I mean, I've noticed a big difference when I'm doing certain ones in the morning, like having a morning routine, getting in the Qigong every day when you use it meditation. It's very, very important. It's very, it's amazing how it can change. Um, and your body starts to, starts to synchronize almost together. Um, this is like with, with, PS, with PTSD, for example. Um, I mean, the medical industry sort of says there's, there's no cure for it. Right, there's there's nothing they can really do. They can just make people more cut well, a little bit better. And you know, veterans especially, they lose a lot of people through PTSD, or you get people involved in maybe um, any terrorist attacks or any sort of. Um, I don't know. I know someone who was very uh, much affected by PTSD from um, where was the the big wave? Was it in Thailand? I think it was. Um, yes. And he was picking he's yeah. picking out dead children, and he's been like affected ever since. He couldn't sleep and stuff. So. I mean, haven't haven't you shown that you had great breakthroughs of people with PTSD? Yeah, there have been seven randomized controlled trials so far of people with PTSD, mostly war veterans, but also other groups as well, like, for example, sexually uh, abused women in the Congo during the Civil War there. So there are seven clinical trials of people like that, and they all show that about nine out of ten of them recover that their levels of PTSD symptoms like, like flashbacks, like nightmares, go way down and they're no longer diagnosable, they're no longer clinical after EFT treatment. And it only takes uh, six sessions. And then I did an, a follow-up study of the gene expression in veterans. We gave them 10 sessions of EFT and we looked at their levels of gene expression to see which genes were being turned on. And we found that six key genes were being turned on, including genes that help suppress inflammation in the body and genes that help control cancer in the body, genes that are key in metabolism in the body 
and in cell regeneration in the body. So all of these genes were affected, were positively affected, influenced. So it's not just energy, it's not just consciousness, it's not just at the level of mind that these shifts are happening. These are happening at the level of the body too, down to the level, the most fundamental level of our biology, our gene expression. Yeah, it's epigenetics, right? Um, it's something that medical industry likes to ignore sometimes. We always say it's, they say that, you say before about you can have even inherited, <laughs> you can have strong predisposition predispositions to disease, but if you don't ever express those genes, you never get that disease, and this is something where you can really turn on those healing genes. I mean, this is something, I mean, you're talking about breaking negative thought patterns as well. I'm guessing you're dealing with a lot of people who have that. And something that I've struggled with for a long while was around, like you did a little bit, around, um, I think you mentioned it before, when you were in the healing industry, like making sort of a lot of money, I'll say a lot of money, but making balance of money because you say you're in a healing profession, people get caught up in that. Um, is that is it something you've dealt with quite a lot? Yes, and uh, I, I really, I, I, I grew up in a family that was very poor, and not only that, um, being poor and staying poor was ingrained in just generations of our family functioning. I, I just had, had a memory the other day um, when... I uh, I was thinking back to being uh, being five or six years old, and we were missionaries. My parents were missionaries, and so we went to the, my clothes as a five year old, six year old came out of a, a discard bin at the church called the Missionary Barrel. And so when parents were done with their old clothing, kids' old clothing, they'd throw it in the missionary barrel. And so we, we were, my sister and I were clothed out of the missionary barrel. And then I remember going to the missionary barrel once to get, to get, to get some clothes after church. And as a five or six-year-old, I grabbed something, a shirt, a jacket, actually, I thought it was really, really, really nice. And then my mother made me put it back because it was too nice. It, and it was, that was a sin of, sin of pride to want to wear a nice thing. So instead I went to school in the worst cost offs from the missionary barrel. And that didn't do my self-esteem any good either back then. So a uh, long time ago, but these things then that affect us our whole lives. And so, yeah, that, that habit of thinking poor, not feeling worthy becomes pervasive. And so eventually I, I had to make a sustained effort to reverse that that pattern. I, for example, I wanted to start a retirement account, and I it was one of my newest resolutions: start a retirement account. And then I looked the next year. It was one of my newest resolutions again: start a retirement account. The third year, start a retirement account. After four years, I thought it's been a newest resolution four years in a row, and I have not yet started the retirement account. Mm -hmm. And I realized I had something to do, some work to do. So I, I, I took investment courses. I learned to trade stocks. I I didn't start the retirement account. Eventually, I, I was able to save enough money to buy several houses and, and all kinds of things began to shift when I overcome came those mental blocks. And m money is a mindset. Thinking about money is a mindset. The way you see money, perceive money is, is a mental game. If you look at people who do well with money, they, certainly have, certainly, they, they simply have a mental mindset around money that is powerful, that is positive, that is consistent. And you'll find, I've, I've met several people who, who made fortunes and lost them and made them back again and occasionally lost them again and made them again. And they have that mindset, even in, the, even in the, the, the depths of their financial despair, when things are going terribly for them, maybe they're in bankruptcy, they have that positive mindset still. They Just like my old van, they don't allow anything to deter them. So you have ups, you have downs, but internally, you are a prosperous person. You don't, don't allow any 
temporary material circumstance to counteract that that complete conviction you have in your psyche. In, in Mind to Matter, I tell the stories about several people in this new book. I tell the stories of several people who uh, have just made lots of money by their mindset. One of them is Elon Musk, the founder of SpaceX and also of Tesla Motors. Mm-hmm. And um, he had went through some terrible reverses. He went he took his whole fortune, invested in his SpaceX, and the the first rocket failed. He then had to raise more money, put in all the rest of his capital to build the second rocket, which exploded in midair. He then was completely out of money, and he just kept on believing. And you read his quotes. And I, I, in mind, matter, I tell his story because it's an inspiring one. How. All these things happened, and he still completely believed in his vision. And now, of course, SpaceX is a fabulously profitable and successful company, as is Tesla Motors, as is Solar City, his other big company. So you hold to your vision, and you don't allow temporary material setbacks to deter you at all. Yeah, huge. And is there? Did you did you ever do any tapping around that? Very much so, because I found all kinds of self-defeating attitudes. Why was I not opening the retirement account year after year after year? And again, it's that don't, you don't deserve, going back to your memories. Also, we recommend, if you take one of our live classes, we offer live classes all over the world. I'll be in, uh, in a few months, I'll be in the UK, I'll be in, uh, I'll be in Portugal, I'll be in the Ukraine, I'll be in Germany, I'll be uh, different other, other European countries will do live workshops with me, other certified trainers, and um, we'll find those core beliefs that are holding people back. And you find those core beliefs that are holding people back, and you tap on that those. So it's important to find the memories. Find the image of that six-year-old at the missionary barrel being told to give back the nice jacket and to get the worst jacket instead. And so you find those memories, tap those down. When you tap those away, then your whole explanatory scheme starts to change, you shift your thinking, but you have to go in deep. You can't just like, if, if, you, if you do affirmations in, in our live workshops, we call these tail enders. If you are saying, I am prosperous, I deserve, I'm abundant, but if you have what we call tail enders, little, little uh, self-sabotaging voices in your head saying, in your dreams, <laughs> behind that affirmation then that's the real affirmation. That's what carries the real weight. That's what you really believe. And until you find the stories and the events in your childhood that gave rise to those tail enders, that's why why our our live workshops are so powerful. We guide you in the process of systematically going to to every life, life area of your life, finding those events, and then tapping them away so you can claim your power, claim your potential. Then, Then you say your affirmation with real power, I deserve. I'm a worthy person. I deserve. I can do this. I can be this. I am this. And you then say your affirmations with real power and real conviction. It's, uh, see, what, what, where would someone be able to find those workshops, Dawson? What, what would be the best site for them to go on to find that? Go to the, the website for my new book, mindtomatter.club. That is dot .club. It's not .com or .org or .net. It's mindtomatter.club. And that's the title of the book. The book is called Mind to Matter, The Astonishing Science of How Your Brain Creates Material Reality. It's all about how your brain is a transducer for, material, for this large reality field, which you then project out into the world around you. And so mindtomatter.club 
and then you'll see a whole bunch of links there. Click on the live events link. That gives you links to all of the live events. We're adding new ones all the time. So yeah. that, that whole European tour isn't up on the, on the website yet. But there are dozens of other workshops which are available in different parts of the world right now. So mind2matter.club is where you get both the book and also all of the um, the workshops. workshops yeah, no, it's really it's amazing because even we've been having like, someone who has their own business whether been through lots of um, trial and tribulations and tears and everything because it's not going your way but you keep on going keep on believing keep on believing all of a sudden it's weird it's like how it like, can manifest and it's hard because you sometimes need that little bit of it's all good imagining stuff but sometimes you need that you need um, that physical you know, seeing is believing a little bit so you can get, you know, it's almost like because you keep on believing, you don't want to be someone who's just a dreamer, you know, you, you want it to actually be able to manifest and you, obviously you've got to do the work and that's what comes in, you've got to do the work and you've got to keep on doing that, and, yeah, and that's the, that's the key aspect. Um, you don't want to be a dreamer, you're absolutely right about that, Ryan, because like in, in, in the very in, in introduction to Mind of Matter, I say thoughts create things, this is definitely true. Thoughts create things, this is definitely not true. And then as an example I give, I want a cup of tea. And that's the thought. So that's an easy thing to manifest. I walk down to the kitchen, turn on the kettle, put in a tea bag, and I have a cup of tea. So we know we can manifest on that level. But then can I, for example, um, can I uh, play in a World Cup football team? At my age, probably not. That's just a pipe dream. Am I ever going to um, be an astronaut and go to Mars? Highly unlikely. So don't waste your time on those pipe dreams. And then there are things you know you can do, like make a cup of tea. But what can you do in the middle ground? What's the middle ground between that? And most people have this much middle ground, a lot of middle ground they could explore and manifest in. And they're only manifesting in a tiny little fraction of that so the book is an eloquent appeal to people to explore the full panorama of what they can manifest which is far greater usually than what they're doing what they're believing they can do so we can manifest far more than we at first think yeah i mean 100 it's like um there's a great quote for that as well i think it's like um you can love a donkey you can feed it the best food but it's never going to win the derby um is in you know for me for example um, I'm never going to be an Olympic gymnast, you know. But if I really wanted to, I could get to probably a certain level of gym to get my body moving. Um, but when it comes to things like if you really want to achieve something, it's funny because if I was things that you're good at or things you gravitate towards, um, for example, even getting you on my podcast, for example, right? I've got this list of people I get my podcast. Is that ever? If I was just like, oh, you know. I'm not going to ask, you know, get. it's like, no, go out and you have a plan in place and you get people and you speak to them or same in your business or whatever it is, even if it's, oh, one day I want to be on a game show. I could probably do that if I really wanted to, put my mind to it, whatever. Um, but you've got to have a stage, you've got to get things to get there. It's no good as having, if you're here today, you've got to have the stage and set things out. But that all comes with getting your mind right, getting the energy right and believing in these steps and doing things. I think it's, that's the thing, people will say, look, manifestation it's not just thinking and it, and it comes you've got to do the work to put things in place but if you do put the things in place and you follow that system it's amazing what can happen and even if you don't get quite there you're still going to get to quite a high level which I think people um, have, have, well, a lot of people just don't even start don't even believe and I think that's a huge thing 
Well, also, I think that a lot of people are following advice that is not the most uh, efficient way of getting to their goals. And I'll just give an example from my own life. I lost 50 pounds about 10 years ago. I lost a lot of weight. And I became determined to lose that weight. And I've not kept that weight over for more than 10 years and lost a little bit more weight. And that, that's what the research shows, by the way, with EFT, is that people lose weight and keep on losing weight in the, in the year, subsequent years. But um, when I got serious about losing weight, I read the science, and it turned out that there are seven things you need to do to lose weight. And there are just seven. There are not 17. There are not 77. And almost all the advice, Ryan, I had received about losing weight from, from people at the gym, from coaches, from magazines, from books, from diet plans. It was just plain wrong. Most of it was completely wrong. A lot of it was misleading. I had spent huge amounts of time and money doing all kinds of things that were utterly ineffective in the long term. But I learned the seven things in the, that science says you do, and then I lost the weight. Actually, fairly, fairly easily. And that wasn't hard at all. Yeah. But uh, most people are, are blundering around in the dark when it comes to money, when it comes to love relationships, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to health, when it comes to work and career. They're just they're shooting in the dark. When you learn, when you look at what science tells you about each of those things, then you have a clear target, you aim at the target, you hit the target, and then you're using the experience of all these people who've gone before you. You're standing on the shoulders of giants, to use Thomas Edison's term, and you're then able to see exactly what to do and get your goal most efficiently. I watch people wasting all kinds of time when they're trying to learn about money or learn about love or learn about food or learn about spirituality. Uh, when you, like, like, for example, meditation and spirituality, there is a brainwave formula. We know this formula. It took people thousands of years of meditation to figure out how to, how to, how to achieve these states. Now, I can hook people up to an EEG. I do this in my, my meditation workshops. I hook people up to an EEG so I know if they're in that state or not. And in four minutes, they're in that state on the first day of the workshop. By the third day, they're in that state in under 90 seconds. And we've done this now with hundreds of people in dozens of locations. And we just see it every time. But we know the formula to look for on the EEG. So now we're able to reduce things that were very mysterious. Like how do you feel when you meditate? How do you lower your cortisol? How do you raise your immunoglobulins? How do you get this ideal brainwave state? Now we can do it really accurately because of science. We have all these scientific tools that guide us to the target right away. So in Mind to Matter, in my earlier book, The Genie in Your Genes, certainly in the EFT manual. I love the EFT manual. It's a little tiny book. But uh, we, we sell tens of thousands of copies of this, of this thing because it just says, here's how you do EFT to be effective. And there are um, um, you know, people who have a million ideas about how to do EFT, but this is just the method that's been proven in research for 22 years. This method just works. There are a lot of variants on EFT that I found are, are valuable, but the, learn the basic method first. It is so bulletproof that even when we have advanced uh, practitioners, we make sure they learn the basics first. This is so effective. It gets you right to that target in whatever your goals are. Then you learn the embellishments from there. Yeah. I mean, what you said there as well, especially about the losing the weight and maybe even getting healthy, it's like um, one of the things I think is really important is to live as if. Uh, 
live as if you're someone that's healthy, live as if you're someone that's that's lean. What would they do? Um, do you think a person who's, who's who's rich just sits there and just tries to manifest and they go and do this thing or healthy people, they, they go out and they, they make the sacrifices, you know? Just for an example for you, Dawson, yeah? If I want to have a bit of chocolate in a week, yeah, I have something called Number, which is not normal chocolate. It's raw chocolate. It has coconut milk in it. It has live um, bacteria in it, uh, live lactobacillus, and it also has a bit of coconut sugar in it. So it's not cane sugar, um, and it's and it's organic, and it's a different world. I have to sometimes drive 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back to get this, if I really want to do it. That's a pain in the arse, most people wouldn't do that. But that's what I want to put in my body, rather than something rubbish. And that's when you get to that level of health, or that level of understanding, you'll make those sacrifices. Live as if. Probably one of the things, and um, and it comes from that part of things. A hundred percent with um, getting the basics right, as you said there, and using the manual. Um, I remember you talked about also. Uh, you talking about there what the, the the brain didn't. Don't you don't when you don't when you're tapping does don't you release beta waves in your brain? What, and what what is that? Yeah, these waves are very interesting because there are six basic waves. I talk a lot in Mind Matter about the six basic brain waves and about how now we've looked, for example, at these monks who've been meditating for 30 plus years on average, and we've studied their brains. We know what brain regions are active. We know what brain waves are predominant in them. And beta waves, high frequency beta waves, are the signature brain waves of stress. People who are panicked, people who are anxious, people who are feeling a sense of overwhelm or urgency, they have lots of those high-frequency beta waves. Those also suppress cell regeneration. They suppress uh, cell renewal mechanisms in your body. And so what we look for is people learning to reduce those. And I have, I have images in, my, in Mind Matter in the book I show what that high beta wave looks like. But then I show an image of somebody after EFT. So they begin with high beta waves. After tapping, their beta waves are tiny. And after just half hour and half hour of a successful treatment uh, program, they are they are shrinking those beta waves. That allows their beneficial waves, which are alpha, theta, and delta, to really expand. So this woman initially she was on stage in front of a big big conference. You see tiny beta I'm sorry, you see see tiny alpha, theta, and delta, and huge amounts of beta. What you see after EFT is you see tiny beta. All those anxiety beta waves have gone away. Now she has lots of alpha, theta, and delta. And I explain in Mind to Matter how um, theta waves are key to cell regeneration. One, One frequency within theta is crucial to regenerating your stem cells. So you have an explosion of stem cell generation in one particular frequency in theta. Other frequencies of theta stimulate the production of anti-cancer agents in your body. And then in delta, which is your basic wave of deep sleep, there is research showing that delta regenerates telomeres, which are your ma- main anti-aging molecules. So we, sh- we show how frequencies, sub-frequencies within delta produce huge, huge, like tenfold increases in the, the, the telomere regeneration factors in your cells. And so I, in the book, I, I, I talk about these six brain waves and about how to, in, how, to, how to hit the target, how to meditate in such a way that you suppress those high-energy beta waves and you expand alpha, theta, and delta. Awesome. Any, so that's, do you have any examples or are they done in your workshop? Is there any examples online for them? 
Yeah, and in fact, I have all the science in Mind and Matter, but so I also amazing. have about a hundred stories in the book of people who apply these methods and saw the shifts in their own in their own personal experience, their own lives. Perfect. And so I know you, you've got to, to to wrap up now because you've got got to uh, another interview. Just quickly, um, Dawson. So we're going to www.mindtomethod.club for people looking for that nine eye gamut. Where's the best place to find that? Uh, if they go to mindmeta.club, what they'll where they'll wind up is they click the live workshops link. It'll take them to my case history and workshop site, and they just then search for just search for the number nine. Oh, actually, you know, here's here's a shortcut to Ryan. There's, there's a shortcut, and I'm just going to make sure on my web browser that this is the right one I'm giving you over here. It's a it's a brief video. And I'm just making sure. Here we go. Uh, if you you just type in nine, the number nine, gamut, g a m u t. dot e f t universe. dot Yeah, that's going to give you a, uh, a an eight minute video of the nine me showing you the nine gamut techniques. So again, it's number nine, nine gamut, M-U-T, mm-hmm. dot E-F-T universe dot com. That's the direct link to the nine gamut. Yeah, I think I've got it up here. It comes up as www.eftuniverse.com forward slash refinements to the E-F-T forward slash the nine gamut and eye movements. But yeah, that's fine. I'll put the link on the site because it's for people wanting to learn a bit more. And um, would that be, if people are looking to, to start tapping, would that be the best place to start? Uh, if people want to start tapping, I would say I have another brief video that's maybe 10 minutes long that shows you EFT, what we call the basic recipe. Okay. And I would start with that video. Make sure you know the right points. Just for example, I've noticed a lot of people tapping way, way far away from the points. And for instance, the eyebrow point, when we use an instrument to measure that point is right where your eyebrows meet the bridge of your nose. I have seen a lot of people tapping about an inch above their eyebrow, and that's not the correct point. So it's worth looking at the videos. And uh, once you found the nine gamut uh, video, you'll find all the other videos as well. We have over 100 videos on YouTube. And one of those is how to do EFT's basic recipe, which shows you where those points are. Perfect. Dawson, it's been an absolute pleasure. <clears throat> Any final final words you want to say or is it everything? We cover quite a lot there. Yeah, love yourself, tap away your stress, tap away anything less than your full potential. You have no idea <clears throat> who you might be and what you might accomplish when you embrace the full potential of the UK and how to be. So I love seeing people meditate, love seeing them tap, love seeing them release their blocks and then embrace who they really can be, which turns out to be magnificent yeah awesome it's been great talking to you and uh, i'll definitely be having a look at these uh, live workshops so i may even see you in the uk sometime soon right thanks again cheers thank you very much dawson speak to you soon bye-bye so guys that was dr dawson church really interesting how 
how he's I mean the stories he told there about how much EFT emotional freedom technique has really helped uh, so many people all different issues um, chronic all different chronic pain issues uh, as well as mental emotional problems it's huge um, as he said head over to www.mindtomatter.club for his new book and you also got the live workshops there you can actually go on there and, and try out his nine eye gamut um, it sounds really interesting something I'll be doing and I do actually use some of his work with my guys so really good to get him on the show I hope you learned quite a lot um, if you can get over to one of his live workshops I'm sure it would be fantastic um, but yeah and got some great well next week's guest I'm interviewing the one and only Mr. Paul Check next Tuesday can't wait to get that out for you um, talking to Paul is just like Christmas for me he is the one guy who I mean I talked to lots of other people so with lots of other people as well but he's the one guy who brings it all together and he just looks at the world and health and everything in such a way and he studied for so long it's just an absolute pleasure to talk to the man um so that's coming next week um on top of that guys as i mentioned before if you're dealing with any chronic health issues uh, you can head on over to www.reviveyourself.co we've got a free four day mini course but if you're actually looking to to put an, an actual health issue behind you and you're looking for some one-to-one support a more detailed approach then um you can send me a message at www. Uh, reviveyourself.co and go to the contact section or just head on over to or just email me at ryan at reviveyourself.co and I'll get back to you uh, as soon as I can um, I've got one or two spaces at the moment uh, for those of you that may have seen my uh, <laughs> I was meant to bring it up in the beginning of the show but I forgot my black eye is getting um, a lot better uh, from that Bratislava incident um, about to say Hold your hands up and hit you straight in the eye. Thanks very much. Perforated eardrum and a um, fractured cheekbone later. But it's all good. They both heal. And the anti-inflammatories have worked an absolute treat. Within a week, on Sunday, it was completely closed my eye. And now it's a Wednesday and it's fully open. The twins almost completely gone. Um, just that, That's a, the power of natural anti-inflammatories, guys and girls. You don't need to be taking all those drugs all the time. Obviously, needs must for acute injuries. And I'm not saying don't take them if you really need them. But... Just look at what natural things you can do, such things as blueberries, olive oil, papaya, pineapple. Then you've got all different things like vitamin C, all your teas, powerful herbal teas, your probiotics, fermented food. There's a million and one things I can mention that are phenomenal for anti-inflammatory, your greens, etc. So all good. Otherwise, guys, as always, I want you to stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.